This is a Capricorn FM podcast. Academics from the University of Limpopo, which is Dr. Tebukhokekana, who will be speaking to me, and Dr. Edward Muntle, have published a research paper that is urging courts to prioritize the use of indigenous languages. So it describes the use of English in courts as an injustice to the indigenous languages, adding that this portrays the judiciary as a, a, a space that is not transformed. Let's talk about this with Dr. Kekano, who is a senior lecturer at the University of Limpopo and is head of the Department of Languages. Dr. Kekano, good evening and welcome. Good evening, sir, and good evening to your listeners. Good evening. Thank you very much for joining us. So, so in your paper, as I understand it, you are focusing on the use of indigenous languages in, in course. Talk to us about uh, how you framed your conversation. Okay, thank you very much. Um, you see, uh, the use of indigenous languages, particularly in law-inclined spaces, um, it, it has been, you know, it was, it was always going to be um, a difficult, you know, uh, task or an activity, so to say, mm. simply because of, you know, the language situation that our country finds itself in. Um, this is not uh, uh, a meeting of anybody, mm. but this is how we we found ourselves to be. We we, we we are you know a very diverse kind of a society or a community in the yes. country. Yes. So now now we know very well that you know uh, there was an issue from earlier times. You know of saying we need to find a language that will accommodate each and everyone. But uh, that era has come and passed because mm. now mm. you find that in our country um, it's just a very small, 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 you know, uh, percentage of people who are actually conversant in English as a language. Is it? Yeah. And now when you look at Everyone. what our cons- our constitution say, um, it, it, it wants to promote, uh, you know, parity of esteem you know, um, around this um, 11 official languages. Mm. But when you look at what, in terms of practice, what is happening, mm. you know, English, it, it's, it, it's still, you know, dominating. And okay. that's what now, we're challenging, now, now, we're saying no. Hang on. Um, according to your uh, observations, in terms of the use of languages in courts, what do you find? And 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 I wonder if you're basing this to Limpopo only, or you're speaking broadly. Either way, but what do you find? No, um, like I said, generally mm. the use of indigenous languages, mm. you know, not only um, in the geographical area of Limpopo, mm. but you know, I would say you know, wherever these languages are spoken in the country. Yes you find that they are always taking a back seat. You find a situation where in, in a courtroom, mm. the, magi- the magistrate speaks Isi Zulu, the prosecutor speaks Isi Zulu, you know, the defendant uh, actually speaks Isi Zulu, and even, you know, the complainants... That's an indigenous language. Zulu. But then they are using a different language. The question is, why is that happening? Okay. You see, you, you, you ask yourself, why? Because these people, they can actually communicate in one simple language that they understand best. Okay. And by so doing, okay. you H- are actually... Hang on, uh, 
Uh, Doctor, hang on. Yes. Is this yes. based on any statistic? Uh, well, the statistic, is, it's, it's always there. If you want to find the statistic of... Uh, I'm just saying, your be... findings, what do you base them on to say largely African... And I'm not disputing it. I'm looking for the information. Largely African yes. languages or indigenous languages are not used. Your observation yes. and what becomes your conclusion, yes. what, what, what do you base that on? As I'm saying, I'm not disputing it. I'm actually in agreement. However, for you, you may need data to actually make the point. Yeah, but um, it's actually quite simple, like as I said. Yeah. Data, it's, 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 it's generally, it's contained, you know, uh, by the um, statistics of Africa, wherein you look at language use. Mm. Because when you look at language use, you, you do not necessarily look at language use in context. You understand? So you cannot say, I have about 30 people in this country, but then out of these 30 people, only five speak a particular language, or they speak more than two languages. If they speak more than two, which language is predominantly in use? And that is not disputable in any, you know, fora. Everyone no, will no. tell you that. As I say to you, Doc, I'm not disputing yes. your argument. However, you have a different burden as an academic to actually put facts to prove your point. And I'm, I'm just saying, no. what facts are you relying on? I'm not saying they're non-existent. I'm saying share them with us. Okay. Yes. Look, look at this. If you, if you look at, um, there is a figure that we have used in that particular paper, mm. wherein we looked at the distribution of South, South African languages spoken inside and outside of our households. Mm. And that was a 2018 statistic. Okay. You know? mm. And that, that, that tells you that 25 Point three percent, you know, of these indi indigenous languages, uh, it, 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 uh, it goes for issues rule. Mm. And as for English mm. in this court, mm. we've got only eight point one percent of okay. people who understand who, who understand English very well. Mm. So, if you have got such a statistic mm. that actually tells you exactly what the situation is, that most people would want or understand or are proficient in a particular language, which is an indigenous, indigenous language. But then you find that, you know, in terms of this uh, SOEs and uh, other, you know, institutions of, 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 of government, yes. you know, they, they are regulated by policies. Okay, and policies let's stay on the courts to for a view, second. Uh, because yes. as, as I see, your opinion here is on the courts, and and it's it's a it's a very controllable territory that we can speak about, and I'll tell you why. It's a territory that you and I sometimes have an opportunity to watch over the television uh, cases. Uh, as 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 a journalist, I attend some cases of interest, and that's true. And you would find interpreters in cases. Um, where there is a need it's actually a provided service and and, and yeah. talk to us about that as to what contribution does it make if any or, or if that plays into the space that you're speaking about that english is prioritized yeah well i'm, I'm glad you are raising that issue because in this paper we also raise that particular argument mm. you know in terms of how we view this um, linguistic human rights mm. In a court of law, when somebody is provided an interpreter, mm. 
or interpreting services, mm. that doesn't should not be conflated or be equated to, you know, a linguistic human right. That mm. is not the case. It shouldn't be misconstrued. That is actually a fair practice of the system. But that is because you're trying to meet a linguistic right. Yeah, well, to some extent, you, you, might, you might say that. But, you know, when you want to practice what the Constitution, which is the supreme law of the country, says, mm. it says that each and every person has got the right to use his or her own yes. you know, language, the language that he or she understands best in whatever fora, including in education. Yes. So if you are saying because of this particular uh, policy that we're putting in place, Mm. We think the fair process is to provide you with an interpreter. Okay. Then that, that doesn't equate to a human rights uh, 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 provision. It doesn't. It does not. Now, t- no. t- t- tell me, from your investigation here in the province, in our courts, how is the language used? You mean in? In our courts here in Limpopo, how is the language used? Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm happy you are, you are asking that question. Uh, particularly to Limpopo, uh, the situation, you know, it's, it's um, mm. leaves much to be desired, so okay. to say, and I'm sorry to say this, yes. you know, because uh, we, are pre- we are predominantly, you know, occupied or being, you know, um, English is being forced, you know, down our throats every corner we come across, you know, yes. and that is the problem. Okay, and I'm sorry, Doc, that I'm doing this. Because, you see, when you make the argument as an academic, it helps us. Some of us will make the argument from making one observation. But you wouldn't do that. You would base your your, your arguments on broad observations that comes to a conclusion that you make. So when we say in our courts, I'll tell you, for example, if you go to a court in Guyana, I agree with the assertion that 95% of the people in that court will hear Shitsonga, right? You go, it's a fair assumption to say if you went to Sukukuna, 90% of the people in there, it's not caught there, they they would hear the language. If you went to Vembe, the same thing. However, uh, in your observation, why do you get English used? Or do you, if you went to a Chivenda, where predominantly many people speak Chivenda. Do you ever get a case where everything is done in Chivenda? Uh, in actual fact, I would say, uh, and I'm speaking under correction here, I've, I've never come across, you know, any court proceedings or that which I've attended mm. or view or listened to either on television, viewed or whatever, mm. that was entirely in an indigenous language. Mm. It, it would be a history if if such could, 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 could happen. So how do they make that decision? Uh, I'll tell you what. There's this broadcast uh, of the Senzo Mayor trial. The, uh-huh, yes, yes. I can, I can see why there's interpretation. The judge and the other people are not of the... don't, don't necessarily understand the same language there. However, there is the broader public that is also watching. I watch that. I do not understand... Isizul. So even if everyone there understands Isizul, I still do not as someone who's watching and with public interest on the matter. So I would understand for my service and benefit why there would be English. But, but what is your take? Yeah, but my take is that I am a very big follower of the supreme law of the country. 
which it's to promote this indigenous language. Because remember, sir, uh, before we can say we need to achieve parity of esteem, mm. we need to first level the playing field. Mm. You look at English way it is, you look at Africans way it is, mm. you know. So to, to some extent, I even argue that perhaps maybe we should apply a principle of fair discrimination so that we can level this playing field. Mm. So it's, it's, it's not that uh, we are all interested in that particular case that you've given an, an example of. Yes. But, but, but if it was what? done entirely in Isuzulu, you and I would miss out. And, and I'm making a big claim by including you in the missing out. And we, we would still have interpreting into English. We would still do, but that's what we have as a matter of fact. The case is done in the language of, of the people that are addressing it. There is interpretation. The, the witnesses elect to give evidence in their own language. Yes, but you see that their own language, those indigenous languages, are being taken as add-ons. The main language of the court proceedings is English. Mm. And that's what we argue that, that it shouldn't be. Appreciate your time. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.